Okay, good morning. <clears throat> uh, the reading is from 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 to 27. So 1 Corinthians 12, headed unity and diversity of the body. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptised by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all part, one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honourable, we treat with special honour. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our <clears throat> presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honour to the parts that, it, uh, that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers, uh, suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. Thank you, John, beautifully read. The context of this passage is about the role of the Holy Spirit and the use of spiritual gifts in the local church. Paul likened the church to a body, the body of Christ, with many members, us. We began our time together this morning by being aware of connection, connecting with each other, connecting with Christ. We are connected to Christ. We belong to him. We sang the words, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. 
words that bear witness to that truth. Paul wrote earlier in this letter in chapter six, that those who are in Christ have been washed, sanctified and justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the power of his Holy Spirit. Christ is the head. He writes elsewhere in Colossians chapter one, verse 18, Christ is the head of the body, the church. So following the analogy of the human body, the head houses the brain, which is the body's computer or control center. Without the head, the body cannot function. Christ is our head. When the church forgets that, which she has been known to do on occasion, then the church loses its sense of direction or purpose. First and foremost, as Lord, Jesus is in control. He is the one who is caring and directing his own body, the church. We are connected to each other. We know that the human body is made up of many parts, eyes, ears, arms, legs, toes, and so on. Each part is important to the body, but a part is not the whole of the body. We know that if we were to collect a bunch of noses, for example, and sew them together, it would be A, pretty gruesome, and B, just a bunch of noses, not a body. The body is more than a nose or an eye or a toe. The human body is fascinating. The illustration used in this passage is of the physiological, living, the physiological living organism called the body. Yet we know that a human being is far more than flesh. We are created in the image of God. And as God is tripart, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one in three, three in one. So humans are created in his image, tripart, body, mind, and soul, three in one, one in three, indivisible, but unique. We are more than our physical bodies. Yet for the purpose of this passage, let's focus more on the miracle of the human body. We've already thought this morning about how amazing our bodies are. We truly are a miracle. Paul wants the church in Corinth to think about how the human body functions, working together in unity for the good of the body as a whole, so the whole body is strong. As with the human body, so with the church, the body of Christ. We are connected to each other. We need each other. We are called to love and support each other, to encourage each other, to see each other flourish, wanting each other to reach our full potential in Christ. You have called a minister. Praise God, that is a huge answer to prayer. And I am super excited for you as you embark on the next stage of your adventure together. We are used to using the language of called when we are talking about professional ministry. The Bible knows no such distinction. We are all ministers of the gospel. Therefore, we are all called. We may have different roles and responsibilities, but we are each of us called by God. God has called each of you to this place for this time for a specific reason. And one of my favorite verses in the Bible which talks about this is found in Ephesians chapter 2. We are all God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared for us in advance to do. You are a gift to this worshiping community and a gift to the world. The Holy Spirit at work in you is just what this church needs right now. Let that sink in for a moment. I know things are difficult right now regarding meeting physically. 
even more reason that we need to be mindful of our connections, making connections with each other and strengthening them where we can. From connections comes relationship and growing relationships take time and commitment. If we invest time in each other, we will grow deeper in Christ-centered relationships, which foster unity. Unity is not the same as uniformity. There is space for the individual in the body, but not for individualism. We need each other and are called to interdependency. This is the basis of the biblical understanding of church, a Christ-focused, worshipping and missional community in covenant relationship with each other. Remember, the whole body is not made up of noses, but of different and unique parts. Within the worshiping community, there is space for difference. We won't always get, we won't always all get along. We won't always all agree. We will all see things slightly differently. We have different stories, different backgrounds, different skills and abilities, different spiritual gifts and so on. We are not the same. We are different. We are not all toes. We are not all knobbly knees or whatever the spiritual version of those things may be. Because we can embrace diversity, we can chill out a bit as we understand that we are our own unique shape within the body of Christ. So we don't have to compare ourselves to others. We don't have to try and be someone we are not. Christ at work in each of us is enough. Where disunity occurs in church life, it is often because we think everyone should think the same way as we do. The worshiping community is a place of struggle and forgiveness. As we grow, we bear with each other. Sometimes that's painful, like growing pains in a physical body. Genuine connection through deep relationship allows space for wrestling and reconciliation, for grace to abound as we walk together and bear with one another in love. So when it comes to the important things, does it mean that anything goes in the life of the church? Of course not. This is where the image of the body is especially helpful. Christ is the head. We are connected to him through worship, prayer, and his word. When it comes to figuring out stuff together for the benefit of our worshiping community, it is always done in a prayerful attitude of worship and in line with scripture. Sometimes this unity in the body is a product of seeing God work through others, which leads us to compare ourselves to him. Sometimes this results in jealousy, a deep down resentment of one or more of our siblings, which we would be too embarrassed to openly confess. Sometimes comparing ourselves to others causes disunity because we look at others, see God working through them and feel inadequate in ourselves. Sometimes we struggle with finding our place in the body of Christ because we struggle to find our identity in Christ. Verse 26 of the passage that John just read to us says, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is on and all rejoice together, in general, we are perhaps better at grieving with people than we are truly with rejoicing with them. Because to truly rejoice with another person, to celebrate another's happiness, takes humility and spiritual maturity, which is connected in Christ. It requires us not to compare ourselves to another, but in the moment, to be truly happy for them. Grasping that our connectedness means a sibling's pain is our pain. Their joy is our joy. We share in each other's experience, we thought a little bit about the practical ways we can demonstrate intentional care of the body earlier. Paul urges us to show special care for the weaker members, not from a position of power, but from humility, recognizing 
as we are one in Christ, we are also weak. Being connected to Christ and to each other is a beautiful image of harmonious, effortless peace. The reality is it is hard work. We may not be consciously aware of what our physical bodies are doing every 60 seconds, but as we noted earlier, our bodies are really working hard every second of every day to keep us alive. And the local church must work just as hard. The level of commitment and connectivity that Paul is calling the church in Corinth to, and I believe by extension us today, that level doesn't come easily. We work at it by the grace of God. It will take time and effort. The body of Christ is beautiful. And when the local church is functioning as she is called to do, there is no better missional example. People crave authentic community. People are longing for a sense of belonging in a world that can sometimes seem shallow, hostile and exploitative. Jesus spoke to his disciples with these words. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The love that Jesus showed was not a mushy, sentimental, warm, fuzzy feeling kind of love. It is a challenging life of service and sacrifice. And ultimately, Jesus gave his life for the love of his friends. Now, there's a challenge for us. The love of Jesus is self-sacrificial and always for the benefit of the other. To love others as Christ loved us is impossible without the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so we must remain connected to him. The mission of the church then is to love each other well as Jesus loved us. In doing so, we show Jesus to the world. We are fast approaching the period of Advent, the period of preparation that Christmas is coming, celebrating the Christ child in the hay, the incarnation, the one who formed the universe, who created the complex functions and systems of, systems of the human body, that one. He became human himself. God lived with and in humanity. The mission of God was to reach out his hands to his creation. It is the same mission. Christ in us. We are the body of Christ. Christ is incarnate, dwelling in his church. And he calls us to be the body he has created us to be. He calls us to reach out to each other and to the world outside our front door. We are his body we are called to connect connected to christ connected to each other connected to the world around us